Hello and welcome to Africa on this podcast. <laughs> I'm Romanian. <laughs> I don't eat your sesame cake. Welcome back to the show. We are just another movie night, and I'm Scott. And I'm Joe. And we're going to be talking trash today. Talking trash. Talking trash about Congo, the movie, with me in it. <laughs> so, all right, well, that is that is my better half trying to do Tim Curry's accent in this movie. And, um, the Diamond Mines of the Garia. I mean, it's close. Um, I think you're actually doing it better than Tim Curry. I definitely think so, too. Um, yeah. So. Or I could have done Ernie Hudson's um, voice in this movie, which would be just like this. I'm, I'm definitely from this place. And now I am not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of the accents kept slipping. So. Yeah. This movie should be called Cameo, the movie. Because yeah. at least, I would say 20 people cameo in this movie that are people, I hate to say this, but a lot of these people are like B-movie celebrities, especially for bad movie talk. The uh, There's so many people in here from our favorite bad movies, <laughs> yeah. and also a ton of people from my favorite TV shows of all time. So... This movie is insane. Yeah, this movie is crazy. I I wanted to watch this movie. Um, did yes. you say the name of the movie, by the way? Did I not? You didn't. Congo. I think I said Congo. Didn't I say not? You I didn't did say not it say Congo. Or I did not give it away with Romania. Well, but, yeah, that could have been anybody's bad accent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I've never seen Congo. Yeah, um, you so forced I, me. I, I have a history of... with this movie. Oh, okay. Well, I can't wait to hear that history. But so this movie is from 1995, and um, I feel like everybody knows that this is a bad movie except for me because I've never seen it. So I finally got to watch it. Yeah. And I think that when I turned the movie on, I said, "Is this going to be more like what did I say, Gorillas in the Mist or Kong?" Is that what I said? Well, I don't know. Did you even guess that? Because I think during the movie you said, "What is it? Is this like, um, like an ape?" Or is this like a, a, a King Kong type monster? I think you said that at one point, but I didn't yeah, know if I, you knew what this movie was going to I be. I absolutely didn't. I didn't um, know anything. I just knew that Laura Linney was in this. Just get back. I'm going to repeat it. Get back in your fucking car. Fuck you, bitch. Oh, suck my cock, asshole. And Tim Curry was in this, and I loved Tim Curry. Sorry, didn't mean to frighten anyone. You're a bit late for that. I do, even though he's doing shitty accents. Although his his regular voice is so awesome. It's like, why couldn't they just let him use his own voice? Yep. Because it's just awesome. And he's so good at playing like the wormy villain, villainy guy. And and it just didn't, it didn't work. 
formerly of Romania, free now of the chains of Ceausescu, traveling the world, doing good. Yeah, I mean, this... So, I mean, to get right into my history with this movie. So, uh, in high school, uh, we I had gotten very heavily into Michael Crichton books. And me and my friend in high school, we decided to read off... I like have read-offs. He would be reading a book, and I would also read the same book. And we would try to beat each other to finishing reading it. And then we would plan on seeing the upcoming movie versions mm. of these books. Okay. So we did this with Jurassic Park, and we did this with this movie. And never have I been disappointed so badly after reading two <laughs> great books back-to-back. Uh, and that's that's big, because a lot of people absolutely love Jurassic Park, and I get it. I also enjoy it. But if you read that book, and you go see that movie... It's completely night and day. It's so different. It's almost the same, but it's so di- it's so changed. And Michael Crichton is, I, I think, a, an incredible writer. The guy gives specifics about science that are mind-blowing. It feels like it's really happening, and he gives you every little detail. Well, Congo is even worse. The book is absolutely fantastic, and... Every little part is scrutinized and, and you you completely understand every little thing that's happening. And you love all the characters and you're just completely involved in it. And then we went and saw this movie and I was floored with how bad this was. To make this even worse, our movie theater was sold out and we had to sit in the back. And I'll never forget we were watching it from afar, laughing like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and we did this for a third movie named Sphere. So I'm very, if you we, if you force me into watching that one too, I, I will. But uh, uh, I have not seen that one either. Yeah, these are some really good books <laughs> turned into some really bad films. So uh, yeah, I'll never forget reading this and seeing this movie and being like f- shocked. He's got the whole world in his hands. He got the whole world in their hands. A book is a new world for a kid. It's fun. It expands their horizons. But some kids don't have any books. They go without reading about new things and faraway places. And we like heroes they could try to be like if they had a chance. The National Roof Program, reading is fundamental. Bring these boys and girls all kinds of books for kids. If America is to grow up thinking, reading is fundamental. You can help. Write to Riff, Smithsonian Institution, Washington, D.C., 20560. He's got the whole world in his hands. Holy crap. Now, whereas Jurassic Park is forgivable, what they changed, because the special effects are incredible... This movie is bizarre in all of the choices they made. And I guess we could talk about that as we get into it. Because this is Talking Trash. And if you've never come here before, this is where we're going to spoil the shit out of the movie. And talk it all out. And dissect it. And rip it apart. And uh, maybe joke around the, and all along the way. Maybe you'll laugh. I mean, I, I feel like I'm, I'm so very late to the party. I'm, I feel like I'm the only person on earth that has not seen this one. So... I finally 
Got to see it. And Ernie Hudson, fun fact, says that this role is his favorite of his career. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. I, I, I'm really very proud to, to be a part of this film. That is what is on IMDb. There's no way that's true. There's also some other facts that I question if how did this get made didn't make people fake a lot of facts. Uh, there, there's a lot of weird, questionable trivia. Well, I never listened to the How Did This Get Made episode of this. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, so this this movie is, it starts out just like kind of typical, you know, mm-hmm. like just very typical. Like, you know that there's um, so there's an expedition on this, I I want to say it's West Africa. Yeah, and we st- you start off with that African sunset, that completely stereotypical African opening. Mm-hmm. Like, at, at first, if like, you turn away, it kind of sounds like The Lion King. You you just automatically uh, can't help yeah, but think yeah. about Yeah. <laughs> you can't help but think about Lion King instantaneously with yeah, that opening. Yeah, and I did. In any film. And I know I've seen it a billion times, this kind of opening. And, uh, yeah, this one opens with that. And, like you said, an exposition. Uh, did I say exposition? It should have been exposition. It pretty much is. But the uh, expedition. <laughs> <laughs> What we follow instantly get Bruce Campbell. I know. When I saw him, I was like, oh, yay. Hail to the king, baby. You said, holy shit, Bruce Campbell? I mean, because he's, like, so young. And I was like, oh, my God, this is great. I'm so happy. Like, I immediately started out happy. Um, Yeah, I gave you a thumbs up because I was laughing because I knew he was going to die any second. Yeah. Okay. Well. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. <laughs> so, I was yeah. so bad. So not only do we get Bruce Campbell, who's on this uh, trek into the wilderness with his a group of what seems to be other explorers, and they're all backpacked up, and they're all out there. They contact a base through a satellite feed of some sort, and we get to see our other actors. We get to a cut of Laura Linney, Incredible actress Laura Linney. Insane. It, it, I, I, I mean, she's... I, it's kind of funny when you see, like, Ozark and you watch, like, something like this. Because she's almost like the character from Ozark in a weird way. She, like, even when she smiles, it's kind of creepy and unsettling. Oh, suck my cock, asshole! That's true. Yeah. I, I feel that way, too. It's really strange. Yeah, but they cut to her, and she's with a coworker who has to get her into a room, and she's like hurrying him up. And we meet this coworker; he never comes back. He's not important. And she gets in this room, and she gets on the satellite feed, and she talks to Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. She works for this company that I'm not sure exactly what they do. Are they like a communications company? So yeah, this is like a tele. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this is they're researching to find a element of some sort that can. Um, power a laser because they're trying to fix communications I think power their satellites and make them stronger mm-hmm. and they're looking for the next leap in that technology well that's their boss who we'll get to in a second but Laura Linney and Bruce Campbell talk through the satellite feed and it's Shown in very strange fashion. It just feels so fake, right? Uh, Bruce Campbell says, we found it. And he sticks a vial 
of what he is saying is liquid version of the di- of diamond. Yeah. He sticks it in a laser gun of some sort and shoots some of the jungle on fire. Yeah, I was like, well, you, you might want to put that fire out because you're going to burn down the jungle and that's not cool. Yeah. But they never go back to that. He says that his co-worker has found more, but he's not. He's already researching out in the woods and he's going to go connect with him in a minute. And yeah, so he, Bruce Campbell and their, their expedition team are there to find diamonds. Well, yeah, that's what we're gathering. From yeah. The, yeah. And so he says that his co-worker's out there and she says, give me your position and he shuts off the feed before I can give that exact position. Mm-hmm. So she's all like, oh, damn it, we lost him. And uh, that's when the boss comes in, played by one of our absolute B bad movie all-stars. I mean, yeah. Joe Don Baker. He is definitely a bad movie night all-star. He's in the classic piece of shit Mitchell that we grew up loving. And I love we that movie. Absolutely, it, it, like adore it. I don't know why I love it so much as yeah. do, but it, I like Mr. Science Joe, Theater. Joe if you haven't seen Mitchell, watch it with Mr. Science Theater, and you'll laugh your ass off. Yeah, it's much it's better with them. Oh, much fun! <laughs> A little peek into Mitchell's life. What do you have? Beer and vodka. Beer. You like them half empty? Some of them got cigarettes in them. Yeah, Joe Don Baker shows up, and he is fantastically eating up scenery. He freaks out and takes a golf club to a television screen and smashes it because he wants more information. He needs to get to them. And Bruce and Campbell can't... turned off the feed. Oh, I jumped ahead. That's not exactly what happens. I'm so sorry. Now, um, they tried to get him back on the feed, mm-hmm. but he, he, we cut to him and he goes to see his coworker who tells him, and by the way, I don't know if you caught this. But this is uh, John Hawkins, John Hawks, who played Saul on uh, one of our other favorite TV shows, Deadwood, and also um, oh. was Lennon on the last season of Lost. Yeah, this actor shows up for no reason for one second, and he tells him to dive into this water to go yeah. into a cave, and Bruce Campbell follows. And when Bruce Campbell falls, they find they come out of the water, and he finds like what looks like the mine. Mm-hmm. But he, his coworkers, like there's more here. And he, Bruce Campbell, starts sitting down to look at it, and then something hits Bruce Campbell, and he goes, "Are you throwing things at me now?" And he picks it up, and his entire hand is covered, like he's put his hand in blood. Mm-hmm. But he's holding an eyeball, and for some reason, it's all bloody all over his hand. His entire palm, like the entire thing is gushing blood. And it's an eyeball. And he looks up, and he screams, Bruce Campbell screaming, and dies. Well, we don't see it. So obviously, it's something really bad. But then you cut to... um... That's when Laura Linney gets the feedback up. Yeah. And they get to see their camera. They pull the camera back up on the, 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 the site, and no one's there. And they're like, what's going on? And they turn the camera, they are remotely able to turn the camera. And when they turn the camera, the entire campsite is destroyed and everybody's dead. Mm-hmm. And then something attacks the camera and it smashes it. And that's when Joe Don Baker freaks out and smashes a television with a golf club. And he says, I want you to go get, I want you to go there and get this diamond. And she's like, well, don't you want to get your son? Turns out Bruce Campbell is his son. Mm-hmm. Laura Linney just passed, just 
completely gives this information by saying, I almost married him. Yeah, so it's her former fiance, but also Joe Don Baker's son. Yeah. And instead of wanting to go get his son, which we know he doesn't even care about, he <laughs> wants the diamonds. She says, well, if, if, if you're sending me out there and it's not for your son, I will I'll destroy, destroy you. you. And then, like, you think that he'd be like, fuck you. Yeah. You know, I'll send someone else. No, he... The funny thing is, he, he just doesn't. He, he doesn't even care. No, he like, doesn't she care. She said that to him. He doesn't care at all. But then you... She threatened him. She did, and that's her, her boss. Yeah. So, but then the, when you cut to the next scene, we get to meet Dr. Peter Elliott. Mm-hmm. And Amy. Yeah. Amy's so sweet. So, Amy is the sweetest gorilla. Obviously, this is being played by a human being in a suit, mm -hmm. but I think that um, a little bit that I think she looks good. I think she's cute. So Amy is a gorilla that learn, learns how to speak through a glove that she wears on her hand. And she uses sign language, and the sign, the sign language that she uses actually comes through as words. So she actually learns how to basically speak to someone using sign language and a, and a glove, like a power glove. <laughs> um, and right from the beginning, I don't know what it is about Dr. Peter Elliott, but he's just a douche. I just don't like him at all. He's just an a-hole. Um, it, it, I just, I don't know, the whole movie I was hoping like, okay, just, just get rid of this guy because he's getting on my last nerve. So they make a point to show us that Amy is very intelligent. Yeah, they're doing like a stage show. It's a stage presentation for, oh, and also um, another cameo. Two cameos. And the audience, for absolutely no particular reason, once again, yeah, is uh, Mary Ellen Trainer. Yep, she's from, everybody's the, mom. Yeah, from the 80s. Everybody's mother, uh, also in Die Hard and um, Lethal Weapon movies. Yep, she's um, Mikey and Bran's mom in Goonies. And Stuart Pankin who was in a movie we did not too long ago called The Vagrant, and also oh <laughs> in one of my absolute favorite trashy films, Mannequin 2. No, oh. Yep, Mannequin 2, um, playing the uh, You love the boss. Mannequin 2. Uh, it's, it's They're in the audience for no reason. He's just like, there's a talking gorilla. There is a talking gorilla. Yeah, but they're so happy about it because, you know, it's like technology. It's you, like... And you think you know. these two actors, they're in this for a reason, right? They're going to be a big part. Nope. No. Never shown again. No, no, no. They're uh, just there for half a second. But we do get to pan past them and see Tim Curry watching in the wings the presentation. Yeah. He's extremely excited. And he's staring at his ring that looks like an eye. Mm -hmm. And he sees these paintings that Amy, the gorilla, paints. Yes. So and she's been painting, um, you know, jungle um scenes yes but in there the scenes a, there's a big eyeball she constantly keeps painting in yellow eye of some sort yeah so like uh so, she knows something like she can sense something's happening yes so obviously you know tim curry he has some kind of diabolical plan obviously because he's tim curry and he's in this movie so i'm going to try and pronounce his name in this movie because it's um actually it's pretty interesting it's herkimer Homolka, and he's from Romania. Herkema Homolka, formerly of Romania, free now of the chains of Ceausescu, traveling the world doing good. Now, 
sometimes his accent slips out, his real accent, because obviously we know that Tim Curry is an English actor. Um, but it does slip out a little bit. But um, he does try to do the Romanian accent. It's, it's insane. It's a bit much. And I wish that they would have just let him have his own voice, but whatever. So... <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, the whole... Basically, the presentation is showing you that she, Amy the gorilla can now speak. Good gorilla. Amy the pretty. Basically through a computer program, which sounds like uh, Surrey or, uh, you know, or Alexa or something mm -hmm. like that. And, <laughs> and it's like basically using the power glove. And she can sign. I, I, in the book, I do not recall she using, her using a device that talked. But I do know that she knew sign language. That was a mm -hmm. big part of the book, as I recall. Okay. Um, which was really interesting. And they actually like broke it down how it's possible and all that really interesting stuff. Uh, the pre presentation is great because everybody in the audience freaks out. And we cut to him now talking to his boss. And who his is boss the, is James Karen. Yes, from uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yes, he he is one of the best, man. Uh, he passed away recently. Yeah, but this is another actor yeah. just popping up in one little cameo in that one we know. Cameo, sucks. Open that door. Come here. You stand right over here, Frank. Right here, and when it comes out, you brain it with that axe. Oh, Jesus! Well, how am I going to stop it from moving? What's the matter with you, Frank? Fred, come here. Get down there, please. Stand by the door. It's going to be all right, son. I don't think I can do this, Bert. Well, you damn well better. You got us into this. Oh, Jesus. This, uh, so he's telling his boss, like, I think that we need to bring Amy to the woods. The oh, and there's a reason. The for, I forgot. It. There's a reason because um, they're, she keeps having nightmares. Amy keeps having nightmares during the night. Um, we get to see flashes of stones and rocks with those eyes again. Mm -hmm. And we see the jungle. And we also see what looks like what was on the computer screen with Bruce Campbell's camp. Yeah. And which looks like a monster. Yes. And uh, she's very intelligent. So when she wakes up out of these dreams, she's drawing what she sees. Yeah. Well, she, this time she's panicking. And they're worried about her. Her two trainers, which is this doctor... And he has a assistant who is the actor, I believe, in True Lies, mm -hmm. who is the cameraman. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking well, he's at him like up. he's like a, I think he was the tech expert that worked with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, his name is Grant Heslov, and he's in a lot of movies. Yeah, I call him the cameraman because I think he pretends to be the cameraman later on when the they get like the press at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, he, he's these two people, and he's he goes into her room and for the first time for some strange reason he sees amy's paintings for the first time I mean, it's like it's like the first time he's ever seen them and it looks to like it looks like a jungle and he mm -hmm. goes oh my god it's starting to look like a jungle so he automatically puts together oh amy should really go back into the jungle and which is crazy this is his entire life this gorilla teaching it sign language teaching it how to speak with this thing and trying to learn communication now, you think that his first thing would be mixing him in with, you know, Amy with other gorillas. But no, his first thought is, let's go to the jungle. Yeah. Right. Okay. And this guy says that his, like his uh, job classification is 
primate. Oh, they no, he had his name for it. Primateology. 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 Something to and that. And which would like. make you think that he knows everything about primates. Yeah. But he seems to know nothing about them later on in the film. I mean, he acts like he knows nothing. Um. So yeah, he uh, goes to his boss and he tells him like, "So I want to bring Amy to the jungle." So that's and the a boss, real thing. Sorry. That no, is I bet real, it is. Okay, that is a real thing. It just seems like you think you would know a lot more. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> all I do know is that he knows how to give his his. Uh, uh, would you say gorilla? Yeah. Was this a, yes? It, okay. Uh, uh, his gorilla martinis. He knows how to give her dolls. And he knows how to do all the things and be very affectionate to yeah, this girl. Yeah, he's really good with hugs. But She's completely enamored, like with him, like she, completely yeah, she, in love with yeah, the doctor. Yeah, like how it is with a trainer, you know, like you you kind of like a bond, you know, with your. You would think so, yeah. You know, but um, so so they're all at the airfield, and oh. you're miss you're totally missing oh. everything. No, I didn't. I'm still talking. But where Tim Curry comes in, sorry. Um, no, she's, he's talking to his boss outside. He says, I'm going to bring him to the jungle, mm-hmm. Amy to the jungle. He's like, no, we're not funding that. You just started yeah, getting right. there. Yeah. And that's when Tim Curry comes on and goes, I'll fund it. And I'm that's sorry, right. he says it like this. I will fund your, you know, your journey into the jungle. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, wow, great. I don't know anything about you. I won't ask anything about you. We're just going to jump forward because I say yes instantaneously. Yeah, yeah. This guy seems not shady. He just says, I'm from Romania and I will fund your mission. I mean, obviously he's trustworthy. He has a Romanian accent and yep. he's a stranger. A goatee, stranger, I mean, dressed completely like traveling Matt from uh, the Fraggles. Yeah, he, he's, you know, he looks like, a, you know, an expeditioner. Instantly trustworthy. Not the two <laughs> main act, like those two bit character actors who are sitting in the audience talking in front of us saying how amazing it is that Amy can speak. Yeah. Not those two people. No. We're not going to talk to them about no. funding or anything, what they were there for. Nope. This Romanian bad guy is the guy I'm going to trust instantly. Clearly looks like yeah. a bad guy. So that cut to, cut to uh, an airfield where they're loading up a plane. And now Laura Linney is given free reign, basically, to do whatever she needs to do. Right. Mm-hmm. By her boss, who has a lot of money, they own a tech company that has a satellite that obviously is very important. Right. He funded a mission for his son to go out into the middle of the Congo to, you know, find these diamond mines for their laser experiment. And he has given her free reign. And so, of course, she has to find the next part person getting on an airplane to team up with. Why she doesn't have her own plane ready, why she doesn't have her own expedition team, who the fuck knows? Yeah, it just seems like she's, like, by herself. I mean, literally. She she walks up on this airport to a man with the talking gorilla and a Romanian bad guy loading their stuff into a plane. And this is the best part. They start taking off their luggage. Now, she goes up to him before this happens, and she says, "Uh, I want to go with you. I can help anywhere you know with this money and he's like no i'm not interested i'm doing it another thing i don't know who you are and i don't care he's a real asshole and her and of course amy the gorilla says ugly woman oh yeah because she's, she's jealous. jealous and uh laurie lenny's like what the hell 
And she's like, eh, it's a thing. She gets really jealous. Anyways, I'm not interested. We're going our own expedition. Exactly at that time, they start kicking off all the luggage. It turns out that his benefactor says, I can't afford gas for the plane. I can't, ex- I can't afford fuel. Now, you think this would be a problem where the doctor would say, wait a minute, how can you fund our journey if you don't even have money for fuel? Mm-hmm. And then the doctor's like, I'll pay for it. How much is it? $50,000. And yeah. Laura Lenny smiles and says, well, I guess you need me now. Yep, because she can pay for it because her company, which doesn't make any sense. It's like you said. She works for an important guy. He has a lot of money. Why would he send this lone woman out on her own to to meet these, you know, strange men? Like, why wouldn't you get her a team of people that, you know, are completely you know, skilled and organized and know how to deal with these kinds of things, these kind of expeditions and rescue missions, basically? Exactly. And instead, they, he sends her by herself to the jungle with who knows these guys they don't even know each other not even by him herself she he didn't even send her to the jungle by herself he sent her to the airport alone with no plan of how to get to the congo yeah that's true and yeah. and and like it was the most unorganized setup i've ever seen like this guy is supposed to be rich and he has resources and this poor woman is going to find what we learned that you know Bruce Campbell is her ex-fiance, so she wants to go and try and save him. That's her whole mission here is to find her ex-fiance. Yeah, her mission's different than her boss's. That connection of fiance thing is so odd in this movie, too. I don't know why they did it. They should. It was not needed. And by the way, another cameo here at the airport. Uh, For some reason, Tim Curry's character is talking to the person who's running the airport Mm -hmm. and is trying to make basically pay him off. This is another actor named Peter Jason. He's also a main character in Deadwood. Oh. Uh, yeah. And he was also uh, the guy that Raiden transforms into in Mortal Kombat oh, for a little bit. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. It's weird stuff. I, there's so many cameras. Also, the pilot of the airplane, I believe, is Jimmy Buffett. What? Yep. That's a thing. Wait, it Jimmy, really is wait, the Jimmy Buffett. The Jimmy Buffett. Yes. You're kidding. Yeah, I don't. I think he has one line. I don't even know if he speaks. He's just the airplane pilot for some why, reason. Why? And why the heck? Okay, well, I, don't, I I can't even question it. <laughs> so yeah, this movie is really really odd with cameos. Um, so yeah, they uh, they team up and they get on this airplane. She funds the airplane, you know, ride. They get to Africa, and. This is when we get to the craziest airport of all time. It's completely under siege. There's an explosion. <laughs> uh, another so cameo least... happens here. Jimmy Pants. Jo- what? I said Jimmy we- Pants. Joey Pants. Joey Pantalone. <laughs> Joey Pants. But we call him Frankie Boots. Frankie Boots. Um, and so he shows up and he is just... the, the he I drives Jimmy the... Boots. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Boots. I don't know. I'm, I'm naming like 80 names you here. You just can't get the names right. You're so cute. Uh, so anyway, so so he's like, he just picks them up, stamps their passport, and then he proceeds to drive them on this little like golf cart, golf cart um, through the airport. <laughs> Military no. personnel are moving in. There's gunfire. There's explosions I, happening. Yeah, I have to, we have to break this down too because... Laura Linney brought a shitload 
of stuff. Yes. And also, so did the doctor with the you know, with Amy. Yes. They also brought a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, the doctor's assistant, he does not want to be here. He is really sick that he had to get on this trip. Yeah, he's he does not want to be here. He doesn't want yeah. to be there. They, uh, like you said, uh, Joey Pants, he kind of loads them up into a thing. He basically says to the doctor, what we're all thinking, you're an asshole. And he literally just straight up says it. Now, just imagine Joey Pants in a hat, like a, a funny ass, uh, I can't remember, what is it called? Um, it's like a Panama hat. Yeah, yeah, and he's got an entire Hawaiian outfit on and he's chewing on a, a, a toothpick. A he just looks ridiculous. And he's just really there to tell like his backstory for a character who is not even in this movie. He tells you his entire backstory. He says, I live on the airplane, I, I live on the airport base. He is also with Ernie Hudson. And that's where we get introduced by Ernie Hudson, who is there to meet up with Laura Linney and team up with them. But I don't think, I think it's, I don't know if she paid him to meet them there. I, it feels like he almost just instantly jumps he with them and appears. says, I'm on your side. Like, I don't recall their, them having some kind of like meeting or anything. He just yeah. appears there and says, I'm going to be the guide on this expedition. He basically saves them. It, what happens is there's a huge explosion. There's military people running through the uh, tarmac that they're driving on in a golf cart. Mm -hmm. And he's telling them, he's like, I stay on the air, you know, the air, the air base because... This country has gone to shit, and I'm I'm afraid to leave the air base. Yeah. Which is funny because later on he you see him again, and he just says, "Oh, I had to get out of there. It's gone to shit there." <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, so they get in a truck. Joey Pants drops him off. He's out of the movie until his next five second cameo, and he uh, they get they have to cross, and they're like, "This is like war torn right now. Everybody's fighting here." And so Ernie Hudson, like, shuts them up because they're kind of freaking out. And they stuck them in the back of a truck. And Ernie Hudson's people are driving the truck. And they're trying to get through the checkpoint without them searching the back and mm -hmm. seeing everybody. And we have Tim Curry, the two doctors with, with the gorilla Amy, Laura Linney. And, and that's the core group in this back of this truck. Mm -hmm. And, like, a couple of Ernie Hudson's people. And they're, like, basically calming them down so they won't check the checkpoint and they get through. But they have to go make a stop off to one of the heads of the the military yeah. to pay them off to make sure they get through okay. And they get taken hostage and the two doctors get locked up and interrogated. Uh, they, they take Amy the gorilla as well. And Laura Linney, Tim Curry, for some reason, is allowed to walk free. Not the two doctors. And Ernie Hudson have to go and speak to the head of the military, which is played by Delroy Lindo. Yeah. Who is a fantastic actor who is also in this movie for a cameo. And he has and the best line in the, the movie. The best line in the whole entire movie. He tells Tim Curry not to eat his sesame cake. Mr. Homoka. Hmm. Stop eating my sesame cake. Stop eating my sesame cake! Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Stop eating my sesame yeah. cake. So, what's really <laughs> wild here 
is Laura Linney is just carrying a bag of cash. Yes. Now, that's amazing in so many ways because, honestly, you're going to carry that kind of cash to a, a different country, number one, where there is literally no, um, like, there, there's... It's like lawless right now. Yes. They're fighting at the goddamn airport. And you don't know where you're going to end up or who you're going to end up with. And you're carrying thousands and thousands of dollars in your purse. In your purse. And she keeps bringing out stacks of cash. And this is really funny. She doesn't pay Delroy Lindo herself. She constantly keeps passing it under the table to um, Ernie Hudson, who keeps putting it on the table. Right, it's so weird. Yeah, and you know what Delroy and Lindo does? He sticks it in a garbage bag, or a, a, a paper a brown, bag, a brown, a brown paper, paper bag, bag yeah. and staples it shut and says, just so no one peeks. It's a, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. His scene, like he's in the movie for what? I think his scene goes on for about th- between three to five minutes. And Everybody's got like a minute cameo, two yeah. minute cameo. He, he tells us one specific detail. Well, first off, the war, uh, the explosion that happened on the tarmac was an attack on someone head in their like a head official mm-hmm. of the government, and they blew up his uh, limo. Right. That was the explosion on the tarmac, and he also tells us that Tim Curry is a lying scumbag, and that yep. is you shouldn't trust him. He's a leech. Yep. He automatically hates Tim Curry. That's why I said stop eating my sesame cake. Yes, and uh, he says you shouldn't trust this guy. But guess what? For some reason, Ernie Hudson and Laura Linney just allow him to tag along. Yeah, just tag along. Like, what is your what is your end goal here? Like, why are you here? What yeah. are you looking for? Well, this I, is also funny. I mean, this will come back even more. Uh, they basically get everybody out of jail. And I'm going to point this out to you, too. I don't know if paying them off got all of their luggage outside as well. Yeah. Because suddenly <laughs> they drive up to an airplane <laughs> That's parked out in the middle of the woods, it looks like, mm-hmm. with Joey Pants and all of their luggage, an entire team yeah. loading it onto it. I don't know. Well, I mean, she did give Delroy Lindo, what, $50,000? It just kept coming. There were I mean, lots of cash. I would out. say at least $50,000. So that will buy some help with the luggage, I think. Yeah. But they get to this rickety... This it's actually rickety nice. it's plane. not bad. It's like a silver... Uh, I mean, it looks like an old war plane. I guess so. It could have been way worse looking. On it. I would not get on it. Well, here's what's funny is now Ernie Hudson tells the group that he knows Tim Curry. Yep, he sure does. This is where he's like, oh, I also know Tim Curry, and he is a scumbag. He has sent... He's been on so many missions looking for the lost city of Zion. As a young man, I found a book in Soviet Georgia. It contained a detailed drawing of the city of Zinj. I believe that's the name of this lost city. I think it starts with an M, but whatever. Oh, I thought it was Z. Okay, so maybe I'm wrong. It's like Mitzia. It is the city of Zinj. (laughs) Mitzi something. Mitzi Pixlick? Um... (laughs) So, yeah, uh, he's looking for a lost city. The city of Zinj. That he thinks that he's going to get diamonds from, a rich diamonds, right? <laughs> have your laughing, and I will have mine. Mm-hmm. And he tells them that he's been on multiple missions, that he's been doing this for his entire life, and every mission he goes on goes wrong. And people have died. 
Lots of people have died mysteriously. One apparently was shot, and Tim Curry says it was a suicide. Now, you think this is the moment where the doctor who thinks he's their benefactor mm -hmm. would be like, I don't want to be here anymore. I think we should go home. This is unsafe. Yeah. And I don't think I trust the guy who lied to me and told me he was going to be benefactor, my benefactor. And you think that Laura Linney would also say, well, why are we bringing you along? Yeah. Or you think Ernie Hudson would say, every mission he's been on, people have died. I don't want him around. Nope. They just allow him to continue hanging out with them for some reason. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so it's so bizarre why he's there. Yeah. I mean, obviously he has some kind of ulterior motive. He's not there to help them. Yes. But no one seems to care. What's even more hilariously bad is that all these people's exact missions in life are exactly aligning to the same thing. Yeah, it's so crazy. Three people, two of them, well, one, Tim Curry has a specific reason he wants to go with the with Amy the gorilla. So those two characters make sense. Laura Linney accidentally came upon them. Right. That, and that was exactly, not by design at all. Yes, exactly where her ex-fiance has disappeared is exactly where they're going. And here's the best part. Aiming the gorilla, they didn't know where they were going. They were just going to go to the, to the jungle. Yeah. They never specifically knew they were going to this location. They're only going there because it's going with Laura Linney's character. Because that's where she has a radar device and it's telling her to go in this direction. Right, where her crew was from the Apparently. Yeah. So... How in the hell did they know this is exactly where they were all going to go? And nobody ever questions this. And everyone ever says, wow, what a what a stroke of luck. I right. know. So Nobody says anything we'll like that. We'll get to that even more so. But um, we also have to point out that the actor who plays Mr. Echo from Lost, one ah, of my favorite TV shows. Love saying his name. Yes. Um, Adewale? Mm -hmm. Akinoye? Agbahe. Wow. Uh, congratulations. I he think I got it. <laughs> also with Ernie Hudson on another one of my favorite TV shows, Oz. So they were both in that too. So this is a, a like an all-star from my favorite TV shows. Like everybody showing up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he is Ernie Hudson's right-hand guy, apparently. He's really strange because he is not really given any credit in this movie. And he doesn't really speak much. But he's always in the scenes. And he's in the movie the most. Yeah, he's the so, muscle. He's like the... He's the guy you recognize on the team that's like the muscle and you don't want anything to happen to him. Kind of. You don't so, really have him established. He only has like a no. funny moment here and there. Uh, they get on the airplane. The airplane takes off. Now, this is one of the best airplane rides ever. Now, I'm just going to say this. One of my favorite all-time parts of this book was this airplane ride. They talk about how Laura Linney, her character is so good at her job she specifically knows the weight ratio it would take to jump out of an airplane and have gear and what gear is specifically needed and the weight to go on a parachute it's incredible in the book and it's very tense and it's talking about all this stuff about like how it would be possible and it made you believe it so much this well, movie, on the other hand, does not give a shit. It well, does not make she's, sense. Uh, she's an ex-CIA agent. Yeah, she, she. I think 
don't know when she specifically tells this detail, but I think Ernie Hudson starts figuring it out and asking some questions. Yeah. He never really asks until a little bit later. I think it's when, after they get out of this airplane. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so this airplane ride's really amazing. Uh, and by the way, they have to drug. And we also got to talk about this. Ernie Hudson is able to break a banana in half. That was amazing. Not, not unpeeled. Completely with the peel still on. Yeah, and you know how hard that is. I shouldn't like, say unpeeled. That didn't make any sense, did it? Peeled. <laughs> Wait, unpeeled. Yeah, no. Wait, does that make sense? I don't know. So an no, unpeeled the, banana. Yeah, un, he I said not them. an unpeeled banana. No. It's an unpeeled it's banana. It's an unpeeled banana. What an idiot! Get I your am. life together. Yeah, what a schmohawk I am. He is able to basically like kick this sucker in half, and it just snaps in two perfectly. Yeah, it's amazing. It's like you use a, like a Ginsu knife and you cut it, but he broke it in half i have never seen this before like i was gonna turn to you and be like is he like superhuman how did he do it yeah you think he would have used the knife they didn't didn't crack in half right he's a bossy yeah they showed it well he sticks drugs in there to get amy high because they don't want amy freaking out No, they wanted her to go to sleep this is some stuff i have to point out because i don't know if you noticed any of this but they start getting attacked on the ground by I, I want to say gorillas, but that's going to have a double problem if I keep saying the word gorillas. But the uh, the uh, combatants are... Uh, the, the militia? Uh, yeah, sure. They're, they have heat-seeking missile launchers, yes. and they are shooting missiles. Now, the missiles constantly keep blowing up right underneath their airplane uh, for some reason. I, I found Maybe they can't last incredible. that long. I found so it incredible. They keep exploding around them. Now, an airplane moves... Right. Now, if an airplane is going forward at a certain speed, how many rocket launcher guys are on the ground during the sequence? (laughs) Is there one every mile? It seems as though there is only one, but it can't be because the airplane is moving. Yes. In a straight line. Yes. But it seems like it's coming from the same location, the, the rocket. It makes it seem like there's multiple guys, but I would think that logically there would have to be a guy every couple miles shooting a rocket uh anyways they keep they keep flying they keep having missiles exploding around them and this is where lorna lenny she needs to make you know as the watcher that she is a badass so she kicks open the door she kicks now the this door could open, have killed a lot it. of people they could have got sucked out. Someone could have like gotten hurt or something. I guess was, they're too low to get sucked out, and they're not going fast enough to well, get sucked out. Either way, this, there was no warning. These people could have been like they could have gotten hurt. Yeah, and the, she just someone could have like been like oh standing up for a second and got their maps blown out. Something they need could have got sucked down in this thing. But what's amazing to me is that this woman is literally what is she five three uh, about ninety seven pounds, and she kicks. The airplane door open. And she does something that nobody on the plane, none of these uh, these military, military guys. militia guys that are working for them could think of. She takes the flare gun and she shoots the flare guns out. Now, the missiles have been being shot at them and exploding around them. They, we keep seeing a light flash inside and a little bit of rocking during the scene to tell you that missiles are blowing up around the plane. But f- screw that. None of these missiles have hit, but 
Lauren Lenny has some time enough <laughs> to get a flare gun and shoot flares out to stop missiles from blowing up around their plane. I found this hilarious. Why is she... The missiles keep missing them. The missiles aren't even coming close. They're just blowing up around them. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And then Ernie Hudson sees this, and he's like, holy shit, that's a good idea. And now they're double launching flares off. Yes. It was absurd. And then they stop. And they just stop and they decide, hey, let's get our parachutes. We got to dip. Yeah, everybody, we got to jump out of this plane because the two pilots have jumped out. Yeah, the pilots just said, peace out, homies. Now you'd think, <laughs> hey, what about the rockets that are blowing up around us? Yeah. Well, um, they are still flashing and yeah. there is still rocking, like they're still shooting and they've given up on the flare gun shooting. Yeah, so they So just... what's happening here, right? They all start jumping out. And the best part is uh, Mr. Echo kicks out Tim Curry. He kicks him out. Yeah, Tim Curry he says like, he's like, you're going to have to kick me out because yeah. I can't do this myself. Now, I'm going to ask you this question. Half of these people have never parachuted or yeah. jumped out of an airplane in right. their lives. Yeah. Have, was there a scene where they're telling them, hey, by the way, you have to pull a ripcord? And no, this is what happens? There's no training. Also, for the poor guy, first of all, the they two doctors... They didn't even doctors, show him disappear. The one guy disappeared. Yeah, the guy from True Lies. He, he just disappears in and out of the shots. It's yeah. so annoying. But um, the two doctors, they weren't trained on this. Nope. Like, you, you know, like first-time skydivers, basically. And no, just yeah. jump you and have see to, what happens. I think you have to die. Uh, you, you have to jump out of a plane and skydive a certain amount of hours before you can do it alone. Yeah, and they're just and like... And they're like instantly okay. throwing out Tim Curry. There's no way Tim Curry ever parachuted no, if you haven't airplane before. You have to learn how to like steer the parachute when you're going, you know, when you're descending. Yep. And these people have no training whatsoever. This guy is scared shitless. The one scientist, um, doctor guy, he's scared shitless the whole time. He doesn't know his ass from his elbow yeah. when it comes to this kind of stuff. And everyone's just... They land in the same exact area. Not nice only did they land, no one's shooting rockets at them. No one's shooting rockets. Oh, and who is it? Ernie Hudson has the gorilla. The I don't think it's Ernie Hudson, but someone Somebody does. has what you would believe to be a 500-pound gorilla on their body Yeah. when they parachute. That's down. crazy. The rate, the, the, the ratio of weight here. It's got to yeah. be insane. Now, they have him strapped to his body. Yeah, strapped to the body. Now... It's just astounding. You would go straight down like a freaking rock in a pond because that would be so heavy. You yeah, and they're to... they're not high up. No. And, and they... also, no one's shooting the rockets, but they all land in the same spot. Everybody lands perfectly. Yeah. Nobody's hurt. No one's stuck in a tree. No Everybody one's lands stuck in, in a, a field. Tree. Yeah. And they look up and they see the airplane get shot by a rocket. Yeah. Oh, it's a good thing you guys jumped when you did. Now, you, you're probably thinking to yourself right now, well, where are the rocket guys? Did they parachute near them? Are they coming for them? Nope. No, why would we know that? Because yeah. they don't also, ever come back. You might be thinking, well, they parachuted into this this remote, like remote location that no one's ever found before and no one's ever gone near. And you would probably think to yourself, well, aren't there bad guys like right there? Yeah. Oh, no, they never traveled this far? Okay. Hmm, okay. Yeah, okay. But the best thing about all this is that they also tossed the cargo crates out of the plane, which has their equipment. And wouldn't you know it, they landed safely in the same exact field. Yeah, and we pointed out that this looks like a golf course. Like, it looks like they yeah. have mowed grass in this shot that they're all parachuting. Yeah, in. this is supposed to be the jungle. And they they don't have any problems looking for their equipment. Everything just lands perfectly in one spot. Yeah. And now when you throw... 
piece of cargo out of a plane, I'm assuming that there's no one controlling that parachute. Yeah. It could have landed in a tree, could have landed anywhere, but it lands right safe in the little meadow where they all land. Yes. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. So we have to talk about what was in these crates that were pushed out and somehow parachuted. So okay. we have... Um, we have to talk about this weight. Yeah. Right? And how, the, in the book, it, it explains be. this. Uh, this, on the other hand, doesn't even try to explain it. It just randomly shows up. We have turrets. We have location devices, infrared, satellite, air conditioners. Yes, air conditioners for their tents. tents. Yeah. <laughs> Machine guns. Did I say laser guns? There's a laser gun. Yeah, there's a laser gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all of this shit is in these crates. They all show up. Don't forget that. the communication um, computer. Yeah, satellite, uh, infrared. There's a whole computer. There's in it. There's a uh, a system of laser beam fencing. Yep. That is also. And don't forget infrared light systems. Oh, Giant yes. Giant light systems. Mm-hmm. Yes. This movie. And it- also rafts oh yeah don't forget the rafts yes they need uh what, what do they have three or four of the rafts no there's like six rafts. and they they're like they yeah they they blow up they're like one of those uh whitewater rafting type rafts it's and wild i mean the things that they have in this cargo is so ridiculous like come on it's so crazy they uh this is like they uh, find out this is where she starts looking at uh, her location device and she's following it and that's where Ernie Hudson's like what is that and she's like "Um, it's a tracking device I'm trying to find you know the location of where a friend is and he's like it looks like it tells you a lot more than that and she's like maybe and he's like I'm thinking that you're something more than you're pretending to be and then she's like maybe you're right he's like, what is it? This and this? And she says, CIA. I'm mm-hmm. ex-CIA. He says, well, why did you leave? And he's like, she's like, eh, this, everybody in the CIA are a bunch of assholes. Now, she's working for another asshole. So I that mean, seems strange. Joe, Joe Don Baker is like, he's, he's a, a bad person. Yeah. And she's working for this company. And I'm like, oh, my God, why would you ever leave your job at the CIA? Yeah, it's it's weird. But, yeah, she seems to know everything. She's, she seems to know how to do everything. And she's not scared of anything. Nope. Nothing bothers her. She knows how to fire a gun. She It's it's a little bit extra. This, this movie, characters don't really react. No. Yeah, they don't really react at no. all. Um, Even the guy, the scientist guy, who's afraid of everything, he's terrified to be there. He, we don't even see him freaking out. Like, he doesn't even freak out. Like, I would be losing my shit if I was in a plane that's, like, getting shot at. I mean... that The guy from True Lies is the only one that reacts to everything. He's very, like... Well, we didn't even see him on the plane. That's who I'm talking about. You know, I know, but, like, throughout the movie, he's the one that reacts the most. I think he's there as a comic relief, but he's not funny. Yeah, it's not funny at it, all. It's strange. Uh, so then we go on the journey. This is where they basically are on the trek through the jungle, and they kind of you kind of find out more. They go on, uh, and this is great too. By the way, they have all this luggage, and they get them on boats. They make the they have blow up rafts, uh, the rafts, basically rafts with I think motors. Yeah, I, I don't even like know. They... I don't know how they do it. I don't like. 
I don't think they're steering or anything. I don't know. I feel like they were steering, but oh, they got the crates too. I don't know all that heavy stuff on there. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we they, we watch them go down the river. They kind of we kind of learn a little bit more about each other. Um, Amy, they're trying to bring Amy back. She's had these dreams, and they're trying to get the the gorilla to uh, interact with other gorillas and see if they can communicate with the other gorillas and start learning and teaching them. Uh, we also find out Tim Curry basically just admits that, yes, why am I lying to you guys? I basically am, you know, a, a, a shyster. I, I kind of uh, want to find this diamond mine of he's this just lost a, city. He's like exploring, you know, he's for trying to find fortune and glory. And he tells them the ring that I, I, I've had this since I was a kid that tells me that this mine is real. I believe the the myth of this mine and these, these diamond mines and... I believe that Amy's going to lead me there because she draws the same eye. And now this is where you think Laura Linney might go. I also think this might be true because we're looking for diamonds. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't say anything. She's shocked about it. Yeah. And Ernie Hudson's just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> and he's like, well, one day I'll be laughing at you, you know? And, you know, you're getting this kind of thing. You're also getting Laura Linney and the doctor kind of doing their weird flirting thing in the yeah. middle of the night one time. And this is where this doctor, the character's written terribly. He he knows only about primates, primates, but doesn't know what the sound of monkeys having sex sounds like. This is how stupid this character is. I was going to bring are. that up to you. I was like, okay, first of all, he's a primatologist. Yeah. He wakes up in the middle of the night. There's a bunch of monkeys just banging out in the woods. And uh, he wakes up and he's like, what is that? And Laura Linney asks too, what is that? And Aaron Hudson's like, it's a full moon. All the monkeys think they're Elvis tonight. Yeah. So like they're all banging. Like you don't know what it sounds like when a monkey or, or a primate has sex. Yeah. Like you're supposed to be an expert. You can communicate and speak to gorillas. What is wrong with you? Like what is wrong with this character? Like they just, they made him so Dumb, and he's yeah. supposed to be an expert. What What does he do to Laura Linney after he finds this out? Oh, God. He, he makes monkey he, noises at her, like yeah. he wants to have sex. He, he's and it's really creepy. It's almost to the point where, like, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's uncomfortable because he does it twice, not once, but I think he twice does it a third time too. And and I think that the third time he did it was kind of like maybe the actor was just yeah, messing around, they messing kept it around, in. and they kept it in, but. I feel like, okay, this guy, this character, it doesn't seem like he would do something like that. Yeah. But he is an asshole. He's an <laughs> asshole. From the, like, He's insulting. He's and a he's, weird guy. He, it's just weird. It's weird. He's mean to her, and he has no reason to be mean to her. He also has a severe relationship with his gorilla, like, uh, it's Amy. A, it's a weird one. Uh, we didn't talk about a little bit of that. Uh, Amy asked for uh, green drops, green drop drink, and uh, that means martini. Yeah, apparently she Amy drinks martinis to knows, get calm. Yeah, she knows what a martini is, so she she's calls a snooty bitch. This uh, this kind of bougie. Yeah, she she bougie. Uh, she wants her martinis, and she likes puffing on a cigarette because Ernie Hudson's character gives her a smoke. Yeah, it's so weird. I it, mean, it just is watching really this, weird. It 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 puts comedy in the movie where it shouldn't be. Like, if we're supposed to believe that this animal is a real animal, you're just not gonna, you know turn around and see her smoking. Like, that's just stupid. It brings you out of all the scenes. There's so many things like that in this movie that brings you out of it. So many things. And this doctor that's supposed to be in charge of her is supposed to be, like, you know, has, like, a kinship with her. Yeah. He doesn't even try to take the cigar away from her. 
no. or anything. Yeah, he, there's he a lot of that. Yeah, it's just he lets her do whatever she wants. If you're gonna give this animal a martini, yeah, what is wrong it, with you? Amy's always saying tickle me. Yeah, he's like always tickling me. her. It's, it's, it's so it's weird. Really, very it's, bizarre relationship, yeah. and it's uncomfortable. And, and the he, assistant. Amy don't give a fuck about him. I don't think Amy cares about that guy. No. True lies. No one. I. It's so it's weird. So weird. Uh, so we get more stuff like this. We get like more traveling. They go on the river and they get attacked by a giant hippo, which is probably more exciting than anything in the whole movie. It's it actually cool. is. Yeah, because they kind of show it from like the moonlight. And they did a uh, animatronic. And it looks pretty good. It does look good. Yeah. I, I mean, it's scary. I, I didn't yeah. realize how scary hippos. I remember could being be. this being very good in the book too. I remember that being really cool. Yeah, well, like, they, they were they like, "These a, are super dangerous. These hippos. They're mean." Yeah. And so they lose a couple guys in that. Um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter because guys seem to come and go. They're like stormtroopers. Yeah, <laughs> they suddenly have like eighty guys at one point. It's so strange. They just keep showing up. Yeah. Uh, and you never get to meet any of them. No, They're just kind of like random no, faces. It's no. really, really strange. No, they don't introduce them. It we do find matter. out one guy's name and doesn't matter. Cause... Yeah, we, we know one guy's name is Claude. That's yeah. it. That's it. So, uh, yeah, I, we get basically through all this stuff and we get to a point finally where a giant silverback gorilla comes out of the woods to charge them. And this is where the primatologist or whatever you call him. Yeah says to ernie hudson what do i do yeah and he ernie hudson goes stay still stay in your ground don't run and he goes i know i've read the books okay what are you what are you doing like what are you an expert of yeah bullshit because you've just been bullshitting your way through this movie yeah i I was like someone handed him a gorilla one day someone just handed him amy and it's like i'm gonna teach this ape this gorilla's sign language? I mean, he literally knows nothing about these animals. So nothing. weird. And, it's and the gorilla, bizarre. of course, comes, and it's supposed to be a joke. Everybody else ran away, and he stood his ground, and he was like, God, that was amazing. Yeah, he looked him in the eye and whatever, and then the gorilla turned around and walked away. And Amy kind of, he's like, Amy, talk to them. And Amy says, hi, I'm, you know, basically, I'm Amy. Mm -hmm. I'm good gorilla. Amy, a good gorilla. Amy, a pretty. Yeah. You know? And they ignore her, and she's very, <laughs> she's very sad. Um, I was just moving in my chair. I did that part. <laughs> she, uh, she's very sad by this, and she, I think she wants so much to relate to other gorillas because mm -hmm. like, she feels more at home. Although the movie makes you think that no, she wouldn't want to do that. No, because and she'd all be these nightmares make you think that she doesn't want to be here. Right. But she seems excited. Also, it's very. Very strange the way it's setting this up. It is. Um, and it also is like an afterthought. There's times where Amy just disappears from the movie and you're like, oh, yeah, that's a thing. Oh, yeah. Where's Amy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amy's doing something. Um, so, yeah, they they get to a mountain peak and, and at some point in the movie. And they're basically like, it's a, we have to figure out which way to go. And Tim Curry's like, I'm going to follow Amy. Like, I'm here with the gorilla. I want to follow Amy. And this is where the doctor, this is where I another part in the movie where i just don't get this movie he says oh you see that mountain peak that's where she was from that's where she's from like, okay so now this is this is big like what because the, he really was coming here and laura linney just so happens needed to come here too and they just randomly found each other it seems like the doctor amy and his assistant 
are accidentally thrust into this Mm -hmm. and they weren't supposed to be here and also they jumped out of an airplane and they just so happened to find this place because of her location device but when he gets there he seems like he knows it and he says that's where she's from how would he fucking know this how would you know also who stole amy to right. bring her to America for this doctor right. to train. Who who did that? Who who was the one that actually picked this gorilla out of the you know however many and took this this yeah, so, animal back to America and and how did this guy ever even get a freaking degree? He's an idiot. He's an idiot. But besides that, someone that means other people were here. Yeah. And again, how do they not find what we find in a minute? Right. And it keeps saying that like. You, you would think that nobody has ever been here before. And it's like, you, no one ever comes back. Because it's a great mystery. It's a, it's a, but you know. it seems like people have been here before because someone got Amy from this location area and brought them back. That's and true. And also there's people with rocket launchers only down the block. Yeah. And it's so odd that no one has seen this. And what's really strange is we randomly see an airplane crash. Yeah, so they they totally brushed that off by Laura Linney saying, "Oh, that must have been my boss. He sent another expedition team because he didn't." Is that think what they said? That's what she said. Said he oh must he must have sent another expedition team because he didn't think I would make it. That's what she said. Holy I was shit! Like, okay. Wow, that is really on the nose. And they got shot down, and they crashed ahead of them. Yes, that means that someone with rocket launchers nearby. Right. We never so see them. Never see anything, but we do get natives. Natives from That's another crazy moment. The area. There's natives they here. They call them ghosts of Yeah, basically the ghost tribe of the or jungle some sort. or something like that. Where like they, no one ever sees them. They hide in the shadows and whatever. Ernie Hudson can speak their language. Yeah. Ernie Hudson, by the way, we we gotta talk. I think I said it in the opening a little bit. But Ernie Hudson's accent, it completely disappears a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, He's yeah. doing a weird accent, and it also keeps disappearing. And there's parts where he yells in full Ernie Hudson oh, voice. Oh, just Ernie Hudson. Like, he doesn't in, even like, care. In Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's You know, really it's like from weird. freaking Manhattan. And he said this is his favorite? He said this is his favorite role of all his roles, yes. That's that. crazy. But, yeah, so, like, we get to this. We're going to get to the... Well, that's what we find out that uh, the tribe has mm-hmm. uh, one of Laura Linney's... Uh, co-workers yeah and he it's the actor from um uh deadwood and he is like catatonic and they're trying to bring him back from the dead that's what they're saying right by using like a ritual or something when laura lenny tries to wake him up he wakes up but he sees amy and has a heart attack from fear yes so obviously because he's had a run-in with gorillas that were not so nice yes so, well, that's what we're to believe. We're like, okay. Uh, so, this is where uh, uh, they they go further. Because what else is there to do? They just basically leave that tribe. That tribe doesn't stop them. They're not interested in telling them, hey, we've been around here for a while. There's some crazy shit over there. Don't go over there. They don't say anything. And the team just moves on. And they find exactly what Tim Curry has been mentioning. Yeah, they, they find, find the temple. They find these crazy big head statues on a temple yeah. with like what looks like diamond eyes. Yeah. And he says, that's exactly what Amy drew. It's actually really pretty, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't really look like what Amy drew at no, all. No, it she doesn't. She kind of looks like she drew a snake with eyes or something. It looked, yeah, it looked yeah. Like, a, like a snake. But uh, Amy also is kind of like hesitant now. 
but no one ever asks her anything. No one even talks to her, and we no. forget about that again. And the whole group just moves in. Yeah, they just move right in. Like, oh, okay, that that looks safe. Let's go in. Yeah, so they go in. They leave half the squad outside, and a small team goes in. And it's our core characters and maybe like four four uh, random gonna dies. Well, yeah, yeah, the red shirts. The because, red shirts like, honestly, on. like, if a temple, there's a there's a hidden ancient temple that has diamonds in it. You would think that there's going to be some Raiders of the Lost Arks type shit going on here, right? Where there's booby traps or something? There, I mean, pretty much there is one giant booby trap. Yep. So, it turns out, <laughs> uh, what happens is they go in there and they're looking for the thing. And by the way, this is all based on an active volcano. Yeah. And there's a lot of tremors. A lot of tremors, and they just forget that's happening. And it kind of comes and goes. And what happens is they the core like the core group goes inside, and Tim Curry's like desperate to find these diamonds. And at the same time, for some reason, one guy named Claude and the guy from True Lies sit down together, and they wait outside. And Claude is just not having True Lies. No, he, he doesn't he care just about doesn't him. Care, and they try to force dialogue on these two people, and it just it just seems ridiculous. Yeah, and he basically like, I wish I can go home. And when he walks off to find Amy, because Amy just randomly disappeared, nobody forgot about her. Uh, that's when something comes out of no, we, oh, the camera, basically attacks True Lies, mm-hmm. and he screams. Well, he doesn't scream; he just makes a face. Then we cut back inside where they're randomly trying to find a way to move forward in the temple. And that's when the actor runs down the staircase screaming. He's all bloody. He's all messed up looking. And he dies from fear. Yeah. As well. He just shockingly dies in that guy's arms. And his co-worker, his friend, could not care less. No, he doesn't care at all. Like, I mean, literally, he's just like, okay, well, that's a thing that happened. Yeah, Let's move on. He doesn't say anything about it. No. He just moves on from it. They drop his body. And that's when giant gray monster gorillas oh come God. after them. Yeah, they're scary as hell looking. Laura Linney whips out a pistol and shoots the shit out of them like they're no problem. Yeah. She's no not problem. even afraid. She's just shooting. Not them. even scared. Not scared at all. And like they look mutated. Yeah. Like, they don't look right. Like there's their faces are all like like kind of like deformed looking. They look really mean and just just terrible. And yeah, Tim Curry gets hit in the chest with Claude's head. Uh, well, that that's yeah. even funnier for him in what happens in a couple of minutes because they run out because there's tremors also and they run out of there and they kill one of the gorillas and they go out to the other group and they get to their camp mm-hmm. and they have set up a perimeter with motion detecting machine guns from aliens and laser fencing. And purple infrared lights sprayed all over the place. And you see that they're surrounded by these gorillas. And the gorillas are testing out the defense. And they easily take it out by knocking a tree over and hitting one of the turrets off. Yeah. Now, they could just get in here now from the trees. They just don't. They don't. They just gave up. Enough so they can go to sleep, basically, and wake up in the morning and find that Tim Curry has... (laughs) disappeared yeah and that i think some of the guys have run off 
and they have like just like a handful of guys. But again, there's a ton of guys. Yeah, they said that um, they made a point of saying that some of the guys ran off in the middle of the night. Like, I guess they were scared. I mean, I would be too. You think these gorillas would have killed them all? Right. The night. So, well, they're, I'm sure they're not going to make it. Yeah. But. So they they have to venture in again because I think Amy has wandered off and has went went to talk to those other gorillas again. Yeah. She's got an infatuation with the silverback. And they cut to this. It is miles and miles away from where they are. Yeah. They cut to her. She's in a field with other gorillas, the nice kind, not the ones with the fucked up faces, but the nice kind. And she's just like, you know, at home, nice and at home with them. And it looks like the shot from far away is literally miles and miles like how did she wander that far and no one like even took care of her yeah like she just wandered and she met up with her gorilla friends and she i guess sensed that they were in trouble i think there was a tremor from the volcano and she turns and looks at it yeah and so she uh, goes back it's imagine sam and frodo coming over the hill and seeing like mount doom yeah from how far or almost there <laughs> holy crap look how far it is i'm just gonna say That's when exactly you mentioned lord of the rings to me I it's do it. very I sexy do it for it's very sexy i'm here for you baby i just want you to know that you might not be able to carry it but i can i might not be able to carry it but i can carry you <laughs> um <laughs> so um my precious yeah <laughs> so i mean she has wandered off far. She gave up on these people. and But then she feels a tremor and she's like, oh shit. Oh shit, maybe uh, I should go back to that guy. Maybe I should go back to that guy. I mean, I do love him. Yeah. He's my, my person. So yeah. The core group uh, go inside the mine deeper, which is like, I would be like, fuck that. No. But she's looking for Bruce Campbell, her ex-fiance still. Yes. So she has to go in there. And they go in and they actually find... The diamond mine. Yeah. And there is like this river. And now what's really crazy about this is it's open on the top. They're not inside anywhere. But they're, you can actually see the sky. Mm-hmm. And no planes have ever passed and saw this. It looks like a golden river coming I mean, out of the I'm volcano. pretty sure that the sun beating down on those diamonds would cast some kind would of shine like, like crazy. Yeah. And there's like diamonds scattered throughout the sand all over the place. But also on the sides of this little lake mm-hmm. is little like carved out rooms. Yeah. And it's all we know that those giant gorilla monsters are inside of them. Yeah. And Tim Curry's like, the whole thing is true. The, the the tribe that lived here in this mine uh, trained gorillas to protect them, and those gorillas turned on them and took over. Yeah, and they look like monsters. Yeah, and the, I think in the book they explain this a little bit that they were crossbreeding humans and gorillas. Okay, well that doesn't that doesn't look at all like what we we got here. Um, in the book, do they tell you like? That they look, their faces look fucked up. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. They're crossbred in DNA. That's They're half so human, bizarre. Half, and they're saying that the savage part is human. See, that's bizarre. See, so, like they don't, they just look like they've been through something, like some yeah. kind of chemical accident. They're, well, well, basically, what they are is um, inbred because they've been breeding that species. They should have done that better. Well, yeah. you see how deformed they are. They're deformed. Yeah. So yeah, they're supposed to be like silverback gorillas humans and 
they have been crossbreeding for generations and generations with uh, each other. I mean, and uh, so yeah, they're they're like monster gorillas, and uh, they also have a preferred uh, method of killing by slamming heads. Yeah. That's how eyeballs fly out. That's a big thing in the book, as I recall. Well, I, kinda, I, um, I mean, that's kind of cool. But I mean, what else would they do? You know, like they, it's really neat in the book. They could probably scratch I out your your throat and stuff. Well, Tim Curry sees those diamonds, and he wants them diamonds. Well, that's and what he's there for. No, no, the diamonds are here. I mean, he literally diamonds are Curry's best friend. <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh my God, I need to grab all these diamonds. Help it's, me, everybody. Is that what he sounds like? It's terrible. Whatever it is. <laughs> I wouldn't even attempt I it. I went to my sesame cake. Yeah, well, he, he grabs as many diamonds as he can. He grabs, like, comical chunks. By the way, yeah. this is some kind of, like, weird trivia on this, that these diamonds were from an actual okay. place. They are from a mine. Yes. They're from a mine. They and I are. Don't think I don't think they're diamond, per se. I think they're, uh, like, a mixed blend of... Um, different kinds of things well, but they are di from a mine they were borrowed they were borrowed for this movie and they said that the big chunk later on went missing yeah yep that's really weird yeah and they all and, and let me tell you something this these this mine apparently let them borrow these for the the movie mm -hmm. and named their villain character Tim Curry after their mine. Yeah, it's it's Herkim it's Herkimer Diamonds yeah, borrowed is... from the Herkimer Diamond Mines of Middleville, New York. They call me Mister Homolka. Well, well, wouldn't you be mad if you named the worst character in your movie after you? Like, oh, we're gonna let you borrow our diamonds instead of making props. Oh, you're gonna name your worst character after me? Thanks. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, give I me mean, a slap shitty. in the face and then lose some of my shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, fucking assholes. Like so. Oh my god, it, it's weird. And, and Tim Curry's grabbing them. Of course, of course, this is the worst thing to do because the gorillas get pissed. Fuck the diamonds. I'd leave those alone. Now, by this time, we only have the one doctor, Laura Linney. Ernie Hudson and Tim Curry and Mr. Echo. And that is all we have in this movie left. Yeah. And they start a firefight because the girls start coming out. They kill Tim Curry very quick by smashing his head in. Yeah. Um, they attack the rest of them. And the doctor and Laura Linney are able to go into a cavern that is a giant diamond mine. It's just a basically a circle going up to a huge diamond. Yep. And they're just left Tim, uh, Mr. Echo and Ernie Hudson to hang out. Yeah, well, she went to go get the diamond where at that point she finds Bruce Campbell's body. Yeah, she finds the dead bodies. For some reason, some of these grills like to keep some of their bodies. And there's like generations of skulls smashed in all over the place. Yeah. And the, Ernie Hudson and Mr. Echo are trying to fire off these gorillas, trying to fight them off while they're just partying in the, in the cavern. Yeah. And... Ernie and Mr. Echo is slaughtered. Yeah. He's surrounded in what looks like he's mauled to death. That sucks. I mean, he made it to the end, but I mean, he's he's one of our characters from Lost. And I was like, oh, man, it's AAA. We don't want him to go. Yeah. Boo. Now, you're probably wondering, like, the doctor in this movie, is he, like, going to do anything? No. Not really. He does get surrounded by the gorillas and almost killed, but 
in one of the better scenes in the movie, Amy jumps down and protects him by telling them, they'll go, fuck them off. Just fuck off. Leave yeah. my, he's mine. This yes. is my man. Yes, and she held on to him and stuff. I thought that was a cute moment. But I'm and like. The gorillas are all like shocked. Like, what is yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. And they're very interested, like, how a gorilla would come in and defend a human. It's also the gorillas talking to them. Yeah. And they're, yeah. like, not used to that. They, they're they used to speech from humans. Why would a gorilla be doing it? Right. So they're completely shocked. I think in the book, I think this is explained that they also know sign language, the gorillas. Oh, because okay. They're, I think they were taught how to communicate with their so they've been handing it down and they've been speaking sign language to each other. Wow. Okay. And so when she comes in and can, she, she can speak sign language, they kind of talk. As I recall, they're, she's like telling them back off. He's mine. And then they're like freaking out and they're trying to sign back. Uh-huh. It's, that's what I remember. I'm, I'm probably sketchy because it, it was in high school that I read this book. Yeah. But I remember being really good. And this seems pretty good. It works pretty well. It's kind of like nice, especially since Amy looks good. I think she does. Yeah. I mean, as far as like, you know, no CG, um, it's just a person in a suit. I think it, it looks, looks wonderful. I thought the actor it was a... is doing a good job too inside yes. the suit. Yeah, well, a really good job. And so, um, you know, she protects him, which by the line, I, the whole movie, I'm just like, just let him freaking die. He's the most useless He's character. He's a terrible character. He, he, he does nothing. Yeah. He knows nothing. He's just a shitty He's character. He's shockingly very unimportant in this whole film. He is. And, and this gives uh, Laura Linney, because she's incredible. She can do anything. She can. She has a laser ready to go. Yep. And she packs it with the um, diamond. Mm-hmm. And she obliterates these damn gorillas. She starts killing them like crazy. She's a badass. She's got the hat on. She's just eradicating these yeah. damn things. No problem. And uh, at that same exact moment, the volcano shoots out. You know, because uh, you know, I was just thinking, what could make this harder on them what could happen that would make this harder on them you know yeah and or what would help uh, them be saved yeah or yeah the so, gorillas um, are getting murdered and by the way the gorillas are just getting their asses burned and they're jumping into the lava yeah they, i mean i've never seen anything like that in my life they're, yeah, they're actually just, jumping into they're trying to I'm escape like, oh my god yeah they're just dying and uh that's it they're just killed off and uh, they run out from the lava and of course, all the wackiness ensues that happens with lava in films where mm-hmm. no one understands the science of lava. Yeah. Um, they're like, standing near it. They can walk above it. Yeah. There's this tree above it. They're not melting. They're not burning. There's no, no fire happening. Uh, they get away. And it just so happens that Lauren Lenny's like, hey, that airplane that crashed, that got hit by a missile, it has a balloon in it. Get it? Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. she just... She Ernie knew. Hudson whips out a yeah. balloon and they get in a hot air balloon after saying goodbye to Amy, who wants to go live with the gorillas now. Yeah, she wants to go live with the silverback. No more martini life, no bougie life. She found herself a boyfriend. She got a big man. Yep, masculine boyfriend. So she goes off in, into the woods, says goodbye, gives her doctor friend a flower and says bye. And yeah, she see. just goes with her, her group. And, uh, yeah, the, the three of them take off in a hot air balloon. Now, mind you, there's no more militia that's going to shoot rockets at that yeah, balloon. Also, okay. Yeah, that's a big issue. Yeah. Yeah, there's no more militia shooting rockets at anything. Yeah, okay. But also, before she gets in, she is able to get on a, the uh, satellite phone, call uh, Joe Don Baker, mm-hmm. tell him, your son's dead. And Joe Don Baker's like, I want the diamond. And yeah. she says, you know what I told you? If I find out you only sent me here for the diamond, I will ruin you. 
and she puts the diamond into the laser cannon, apparently that she has with them, and it is able to fire the laser into space <laughs> and hit the satellite and destroy this man's career and life. Yep, and that's now, what she does, but it gets worse. Gets worse. Because, oh, what's that? What's that? Yeah, because she actually throws the diamond off the hot air balloon. Yep. They and... could live. These people, they could pay for the families of the dead. Yep. The other's doctor, the other scientist, he died. Mm-hmm. Everybody is dead, and they could have helped fund anything. Their funerals, anything. Anything. Nope. Throw the diamond. Yeah. This is just like Titanic. I would Wait. kill her. Oh, my God. If that freaking that bitch... She threw that diamond in that water at the end of that movie. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, none of us are getting paid. And then she goes to her bed and dies. Yeah. Meanwhile, her her granddaughter is like freaking poor. I I can't even. Ernie Hudson's not getting paid. The scientist, his career is over. Amy is gone. That was his bread and butter. That's the only thing he knew. That's it. And Laura Lenny's job is gone. Yeah. And also the satellite that they, they blew up. Had to be a satellite that did something for a lot of people. Yeah, so she... And they eradicated probably a lot of people's jobs. Yeah. yeah. So she ruined a lot of people's lives. lives. And then she actually threw out that diamond where it did get lost. It was never found. So In that company... Yeah. yeah. That company never got their freaking diamond back. So, I mean, it's just a disaster on all fronts. And then uh, the credits roll, Finn. Yeah. Finn. Now, what did you think? It was a piece of crap. Did you think? Because I thought you were going to say you liked it. No. Um, well, I mean, it wasn't the worst piece of crap I've ever seen. I've seen some no. crap. This is one of those times that, because, and I would say that when you're seeing a movie and you read a book, you're, it's going to be a no-win situation. You're always going to come out disappointed. And this is one of those times that I'm just so hesitant to even like it remotely because of the book. And so this is one of those times where I was just, I have to give this a four because of because of that but you know i'm watching it with you and this is like i think the third time i've seen this movie i think i watched it on tv as a joke once Mm -hmm. um it's a little more okay than i remember it being and i know there's that hate in me from the book reading yeah um i was wondering how you felt overall because this is your first time watching it apparently which i can't believe yeah i i mean I I, did, I wasn't really expecting much because I knew that a lot of people say it was a piece of crap, and yeah, it you know it wasn't the best movie I've ever seen. It was, but it also wasn't the worst. It was okay, you know, director wise. It was directed fine. It was, it was acted okay. It I mean some of the dialogue and the plot was totally silly. So I'm stuck between a four and a five. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I had to really think this through and go through each technical thing about the movie i guess i'm leaning towards a five because it's mediocre did we didn't even talk about who directed this who directed frank marshall oh which is really crazy okay that might be why there's so many cameos by the way well yeah um frank marshall is known for um benjamin button no he produced that um didn't he do league of their own no i thought that was gary marshall oh wasn't it? Wasn't it? Maybe Gary I'm Marshall? thinking of Gary Marshall. Yeah, no, we this director we're not very. I mean, he did Arachnophobia. Okay. He did Alive. Um, oh, that's right. Okay. From the Earth to the Moon from 1998. The, the well, a show. lot of people worked on that. Tom Good. Hanks directed on that. Yeah. And he wrote them. So. 
8 below with the dogs. Um, yeah, this he's not very, uh, he's not on our radar as one of the most prominent directors. Oh, he's a very huge producer. He's produced some of the best movies ever. Yeah, he produced the Raiders of the Lost Ark and stuff like that. Yeah. He's worked on like all Spielberg stuff with him, Back to the Future. Um, so. Oh, okay, I got you. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was Gary Marshall that did uh, a league of their own. Yeah, life. I don't know why I was thinking. I mixed the two, but uh, yeah, he's a huge, uh, huge producer, and I think he's done like weird cameos in all of the movies he's produced. But I, I didn't, I don't know why I didn't think about like what he i wonder if he's done a lot of movies after this actually you know no, i'm he, sorry i do stand corrected he did gary marshall is a producer on a league of their that's own that's my thought penny marshall right penny marshall of course Duh. i'm an idiot <laughs> yeah he did direct uh arachnophobia yeah yeah penny marshall directed a league of their own which makes sense that he produced it for her so yeah but um i, I i'm gonna lean out of five on this because I don't think, like I said, it, it could have been way worse. I, I heard that this movie was trash. Um, and it, it it was trash, but it wasn't the worst I've ever seen. Like, I would have changed some things. I would have made, first of all, the accents go away. Like, if you're going to pick um, someone to be um, from West Africa, I would have not picked Ernie Hudson. I would have maybe yeah, honestly. picked at least AAA. Adewale, yeah, because it would fit better. You know, he could be the the guide, the expedition guide. That would make sense. But I, I realized I wanted someone like a prominent actor that everyone recognizes. Mm -hmm. But I feel like Ernie Hudson was not the best choice because his accent kept slipping, and it happens. Whatever. But it wasn't poorly directed. It wasn't poorly acted. It was ridiculous. But I've seen worse. So yeah. it's a five. Okay, that, uh, that's why I thought you were going to land. I thought you were yeah. going to be on a five. And by the way, I just wanted to say about Frank Marshall, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. He's married to Kathleen Kennedy, who oh. is, a lot of people res feel responsible for Star Wars stuff that's Shit. gone wrong. okay. Uh, that's really interesting. That That's uh, oh, I, okay. I'm surprised about all that kind of information. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I, I five does make sense it's not that bad no i i could never watch it again never but you know five like i say fives are mediocre mm -hmm. so perfectly mediocre that you forget about them and that's why it's such a great number for the yeah. for, like the mediocre movies that you are like eh, I'm i'll, for, I'll this forget tomorrow. about this one i'll forget about this one in a month yeah i, I mean, will and it's so crazy it's all these cameos of people we really really like and, and that, that's like there's like 20 people showing up in this film that oh, you're yeah. like why are these people taking these little bit parts right i mean because so obviously they're friends with this guy but like i just um uh, i don't need to watch it ever again i'm no. good i did it i did it yeah yeah and, that's and all this, we is, this is what we checked out yeah are you, are you gonna end with your best tim curry impersonation oh my god no because i i can't I'm just you have on... to get the diamonds to get the day you're not gonna say nothing there is a there there is a mine in the wilderness that has diamonds in it and i'm going to get it because it's my life's work <laughs> you, you're doing it so nice you're not even trying to do no i know form. because i just can't it's 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 embarrassing <laughs> okay you have a good one and everybody enjoy very much <laughs> bye What's your name? Joe. Joe. All right, turn around and face the audience. Pretty scary, isn't it? <laughs> okay, it's Joe, right? Yeah. Joe, I'm going to make you a studio executive. 
Okay? Okay. Don't face me, dude. Face the audience. Okay, now, Joe. I'm, gonna, I'm a producer, and I'm going to pitch a certain project to you. It was written by Michael Crichton. What do you think? Interested? Uh, yeah. Yes? Yes or no? Yes. Yes, you're interested. Damn right you're interested. It was, it was, this project was also adapted. The screenplay was adapted by John Patrick Shanley, who won an Academy Award for Moonstruck. You interested? Yeah. Hell yes, you're interested. <laughs> but wait, don't stop there. I have the editor from Lawrence of Arabia. Her name is Ann B. <laughs> You must be American. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, no, not that. Oh, my God. But wait. It's being produced by the by all of Spielberg's producers, and it's being photographed by Alan Davio, who shot E.T. and all of Spielberg's movies. You interested? Yeah. Yeah, just made Congo. <laughs> all right, thanks, Joe. See ya. All right, carry on. Get out of here. Yeah, get out of here, kid.